to be adored you are worthy to be magnified because there is no one like you you are higher than the highest greater than the greatest stronger than the strongest richer than the richest older than the oldest wiser than the wisest we worship you Please accept our worship in Jesus' name. Eternal Rock of Ages, we are committing all your children all over the world into your hands. Everywhere where they are listening to us today, my Father and my God, the power that is in your word, let it bring healings to them all. Let it bring deliverance to them all. And please, Lord, your protection over your children, let it remain permanent. And very, very soon, Lord God Almighty, let this virus become just a matter of the past. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Let someone shout hallelujah. We want to continue with our series on From Lockdown to Leaping Up. Our text that we started with is Acts of the Apostles, chapter 3, from verse 1 to 8. Acts 3, from verse 1 to 8. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask arms of them that entered into the temple. Who seen Peter and John about to go into the temple asked an arms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked, and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping 
and praising God. In one of the series, we have told you that when you are lifted up, you start by standing, and then you continue to walking, and then you leap up again. You keep leaping after you have been standing and walking, and you end up by praising God. So we explained in that part of the series that there are leapings and there are leapings. There is a first leaping that brings you to standing. And then after you started walking, there could be other leapings. The question we want to ask today is, how high can I leap? How high can I go? After this lockdown, how high can I expect to go? Now, how high a man can lift you is determined by how tall he is. A short man cannot lift you too high. As a matter of fact, the one who is lifting you cannot lift you very, very high beyond his, uh, his own height. For example, in Genesis chapter 41, Genesis 41 from verse 38 to 44, Genesis 41, 38 to 44. Pharaoh was lifting up Joseph. And he said to him, Joseph, I'm putting you in charge of the whole of Egypt. But I will be higher than you by the throne. I can't lift you higher than that. You can be my prime minister. You can be my uh, representative. But don't forget, I am see Pharaoh. So how high can God lift you? It's a very big question. And the answer is simple. How tall is God? Isaiah chapter 66 verse 1, Isaiah 66 verse 1 tells us that God himself said, Heaven is my throne, the earth is my footstool. That tells you straight away how long are the legs of God. I mean, the one who is sitting in heaven, and his legs are resting on the earth, must have some pretty long legs. When I was younger, and people want to talk about a man with a lot of influence, they used to say, he has long legs. <laughs> Allow me to introduce you to the one who had the longest legs of all. It's my father, the almighty God. His legs are extremely long, from heaven all the way to the earth. What about his hands? Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse 27, Deuteronomy 33, verse 27 says his arms are everlasting. You see, if a man is the one lifting you and he's standing and he really, really wants to lift you, he can lift you with his hand lifted high. If he wants to add to how high he can lift you, he can stand on his toes. But very soon, his toes will begin to pain him, so he will come back to standing firm. And after some time, his hands will be heavy, and they will begin to bring you down. But the hands of my father are everlasting. When he's lifting you, he can lift you everlastingly. How high can God lift you? 1 Samuel chapter 2, from verse 7 to 8, 1 Samuel chapter 2, from verse 7 to 8, tells us that he's the one who lifts up one and brings down another, and he can pick 
a beggar from the dunghill and keep lifting him until he begins to dine with kings. He can even lift him so high that he, according to the word of God, he can inherit the throne of glory. How high can God lift you? Ask David. In 1 Samuel chapter 16 from verse 1 to 13, 1 Samuel 16 from verse 1 to 13, when God told Samuel that he has appointed a king, he has found a king in the house of Jesse, and Samuel arrived and Jesse began to present his children, he did not present David. David didn't count. And when God picked him up, he woke up in the morning, a shepherd boy, but ended a king. Now, God didn't stop there. He started as a king among his brethren. Then he became the king of Judah. Then he became the king of Israel. And by the time we got to Mark chapter 10, from verse 46 to 52, Mark 10, 46 to 52, Bartimaeus called Jesus Christ the son of David. He called the king of kings himself the son of David. How high can God lift you? Why don't you ask Joshua? In Joshua chapter 1 from verse 1 to 8, Joshua chapter 1 from verse 1 to 8, the Bible tells us that Joshua the son of Nun was a minister of Moses. Minister means messenger, servant, house help. The Almighty God lifted up a house help and turned him to a head of state, the leader of a nation. How high can God lift you? Ask Elisha. In 1 Kings chapter 19 from verse 19 to 21, 1 Kings 19 from verse 19 to 21, the Bible tells me that Elisha was a farmer's boy. the son of a farmer. But by the time you get to 2 Kings chapter 13, Verse 14 to 21, 2 Kings chapter 13 from verse 14 to 21, you find a, a king calling him my daddy. Almighty God can pick a businessman and turn him to a mighty prophet. How high can God lift you? Ask Peter. He was a total failure as a businessman. Luke chapter 5 from verse 1 to 11. Luke 5, 1 to 11. His business was fishing. He fished all night. He caught nothing, nothing. And when the Bible says nothing, it means nothing. He had labored all night. He was a hard-working fisherman, but he was a total failure. But by the time the Almighty God finished with him, in Acts chapter 5, from verse 12 to 16, Acts 5, 12 to 16, the Bible says when Peter is coming to town, the whole town will line up to welcome him. Why? They just wanted his shadow to fall on the sick. A shadow will fall on the sick and the sick will be healed. So when they hear that Peter will be coming to town, they empty every hospital, lay the sick by the street to welcome a fisherman who failed. How high can God lift you? Why don't you ask Moses? In Exodus chapter 3 from verse 1 to 15, Exodus 3 from verse 1 to 15, the Almighty God picked up a forgotten man, a retired man. And I hope those of you who are old are listening to me. He was 80 years old, 
all his dreams had been forgotten. He was just waiting for death. And when the almighty God picked him up from the backside of a desert, he turned him to a way maker. Exodus chapter 14 from verse 15 to 28. Exodus 14 from verse 15 to 28. He became a man who can just lift up his hand. And all of a sudden, a way came where there was no way before. <laughs> How high can God lift you? Why don't you ask that, my friend, in Mark chapter 5, from verse 2 to 20. Mark 5, from verse 2 to 20. This man wasn't just forgotten. This man wasn't just written off. He himself had written himself off. And he was dwelling among the dead in the tomb. Because he was so crazy, and even in his craziness, he realized that if he died, nobody's going to bother to bury him. So he decided to make the burial ground his home. But when God picked him up, he became an evangelist for the Most High God. You think you have been forgotten, you have been written off, there's no hope for you? Why don't you let my father step into your situation and you see how far he can lift you? Materially, when we are talking about how high, God can lift you. In 1 Kings chapter 17, from verse 8 to 16, 1 Kings 17, from verse 8 to 16, you can see that he can lift you up from being destitute to becoming comfortable. God stepped into the situation of a woman who had only one meal left. And for the rest of the period of the famine, she was comfortably feeding feeding herself, feeding her son, and feeding her great visitor, the great Elijah himself. When God picks up the destitute, he can bring him to the level of comfortable. When he picks up the comfortable, he can bring him to the level of rich. Genesis chapter 33 from verse 1 to 9. Genesis 33 from verse 1 to 9. The Bible tells us that when Jacob brought a lot of gifts to Esau, his brother, to, to, to find favor with him, Esau said, my brother, keep what you have. I have enough. I'm praying for someone listening to me today, very soon. When anybody says they want to do something for you, what can we do for you? You will tell them, I have enough. God can do much more than that. He can pick up the rich and make him wealthy. Genesis chapter 24 from verse 34 to 35. Genesis 24 from verse 34 to 35. The almighty God stepped into the situation of Abraham. And by the time they were testifying concerning Abraham, the Bible says God has blessed him greatly. Not minor. Not just surviving, but he had been blessed greatly. That's because his arms are everlasting. He can pick up the wealthy and move him to the level of prosperous. In Second Chronicles chapter 1, from verse 6 to 12. Second Chronicles 1, from verse 6 to 12. The Almighty God moved a man who could give a thousand burnt offering at once. To a level where the man began to treat silver as ordinary stones. He can move you from wealthy to prosperous. And of course, 
He can say, all right, that's not even enough. Let me move you higher still. According to Psalm 92 from verse 12 to 14, Psalm 92 from verse 12 to 14, he can move you from being prosperous to being someone who is flourishing. I mean, in the case of Solomon that I mentioned earlier on, God picked him up from that level of offering a thousand baht offering to a level where he can now offer 22,000 bond offerings of oxen plus 120,000 sheep. That's in Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 5. I want to appeal to you that you enlarge your vision. Because it doesn't matter how great you are now, but God can make you much, much greater. Oh, so you think you are wealthy? Maybe you need to know a little more about the people who are really, really prosperous. I visited a nation, and I was told that the, head, the, the son of the head of state, not the head of state himself, just his son, had 220 Royce Royce. <laughs> I, I thought, I, I, I don't want to tell you what I thought, because you never can tell where they are listening now. 220 Royce Royce. Each one made to order. The boy would just dream up something else that can be put in a car. And almost everywhere inside the car was gold. But then that one is small compared to someone else. So in case you are thinking that you have already arrived, I want to encourage you to look up and consider going higher still. I've told you this story before of the wife of a head of state that came to London to shop, went to Harrods. And Harrods is the number one shopping center of the world. Shopped for three days. At the end of three days, she needed a 747 plane to take the goods home. And one of the servants said, I, I, I will go and get a, a 747 cargo plane. She was upset. You want to put my goods in a dirty cargo plane? I want you to go and buy a brand new 747 passenger plane. Remove all the seats, dash the seats to, to the, old, the, the people you are buying them, the, the thing from. And then they loaded these goods into a 747 plane. She took them home put them in a warehouse and didn't open one of them for three years. How high can you live? The choice is yours. Now the question now is, how soon can God lift me to a height I cannot even dream possible? He can do it within 24 hours. Because in Genesis chapter 41, Genesis 41 from verse 1 to 44, Joseph woke up one morning a prisoner, before the day was out, he was riding in the second chariot of Pharaoh, completely in charge of the greatest nation on earth as at that time, Egypt. Now the question then follows, what are the requirements, what are the things that God will expect from me so that what we are talking about can become my portion, that can become a reality in my life. Well, three small things. Number one, faith in God. You have to believe that God can do it. 
because it's going to be unto you according to your faith. And Mark chapter 9, verse 23, Mark 9, verse 23, God made it clear, if only you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. Number two, God is going to require from you diligence, hard work. <laughs> In Proverbs chapter 22, verse 29, Proverbs 22, verse 29, the Bible says, See thou a man, Diligent in his business. He will stand before kings and not before me, man. Diligence. Almighty God is not going to take you to any great height if you are lazy. In Second Kings chapter 4, from verse 1 to 7, Second Kings chapter 4, from verse 1 to 7, the Bible made it clear that the ball is actually is in, is in your court. What do you mean, sir? When that destitute woman who was heavily in debt, and there was nothing in her house worthy of, uh, of, of any value other than her two sons, when she came to the man of God, the man of God said, go, borrow empty vessels, borrow not a few. And when she shut the door on herself, according to what the man of God said, and she began to pour out the little oil she had. The oil kept on multiplying until there were no vessels left. She determined how high she would go by the number of empty vessels she bought. I mean, she borrowed. How high are you going? It depends on the amount of hard work you are willing to put in. And then, of course, finally, <laughs> I'm sure you are expecting this. God will expect holiness from you. Why? Because the word of God says clearly, the prosperity of fools will destroy them. And the fool is the one who said there is no God. The fool is the one that the Bible says make a mockery of sin. You keep on enjoying sin. I'm not the one who says so. God says you're a fool. And if God prospers a fool, the very prosperity of the fool will destroy him. And Isaiah chapter 59, verses 1 and 2, Isaiah 59, verses 1 and 2, the Bible says, the hand of God is not shortened. That he cannot say, the hand is everlasting. There's nothing he can't do. He said, but your sin can separate between you and your God. He wants to lift you high. He wants to take you to a level you can't dream possible now. He wants to change your language from saying the sky is the limit to the heaven is the limit. How high can God lift you? The one who says silver is mine, gold is mine, the cattle upon a thousand hills are mine. There is no limit to how high he can take you. But he says, be holy for I am holy. When Joseph was prospering in the house of Potiphar, and an opportunity came for him to sin. He said, how can I do this and sin against God? The only thing that can destroy your lifting faster than anything else is sin. That's why I want to appeal to all of you children of God, please don't play with holiness. That is very, very important if we are going to go very high. Which is why I say to those of you who are not even yet saved, that you are cheating yourself. You think you have arrived, you are nothing yet. 
No matter how high you think you are, where you are is nothing compared to where God can take you. Why don't you do yourself a favor and call on the Lord Jesus Christ for the salvation of your soul? And he will give you a brand new beginning of leaping to a height that is beyond your widest dream. So if you are listening to me and you have not yet surrendered your life to Jesus, this is the moment to do so. If you bow your heads in prayer and cry to him to save your soul, I will pray with you and he will answer you. He will save your soul and he will give you a new beginning. As for those of you who are already children of God, cry to him for the grace never again to toy with sin. And I'm believing God that very soon I will hear mighty testimonies concerning how mightily my God has lifted you. Shall we pray? Ancient of days, I'm committing all those who are surrendering their lives to you today into your hands. You are the one who promised that whosoever will come unto you, you will no wise cast out. All these people who are saying, Lord, please save my soul. I don't want to continue with a life of sin. Father, please receive them. Let your blood wash away their sins. Save their souls. Write their names in the book of life. Father, give them a brand new beginning. As for your children who are already born again, who are determined from now on to live a life of holiness, I pray, Lord God Almighty, the heights that they can't even dream possible, Father, take them beyond that height. Lift them high, O Lord. Let heaven alone be their limit. And may your name forever be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I believe this message has really blessed your life. And if you have just given your life or rededicated your life to Jesus Christ, please send an SMS or a WhatsApp message titled Saved to any of these phone numbers. Plus 234-706-497-9797 or Plus 234-810-383-0237 or plus 234-803-722-1550 or plus 234-805-504-1394. Also, you can send an email to altercall at ourccg.org. Thank you and God bless you.